Welcome to the Mothers Making Momentum podcast. We're here on a mission, one that resonates with mothers across the globe. Our mission is to guide today's mother to make a million more moves and get her a million more moments with a million dollar mindset. Whether you're balancing diapers or deadlines, toddlers or teens, we're here to help you navigate the beautiful chaos of motherhood. We are excited to bring you new episodes every week. For more resources and to be a part of our growing community, be sure to visit mothersmakingmomentum.com. Now, let's get started with this week's episode. Hey, hey, mamas. We are live. Welcome to Mothers Making Momentum. We are million-dollar moms making moves and making a million moments that matter. So my name is Wendy Lee, and I am a mother making massive momentum. And so I have a quick question for you moms. Do you ever worry about money? Like if you can spend it, if you need to make it or make more of it. Um, maybe you're the one in your family that handles the finances in your home and you feel all the stress of it all. Maybe you're in a marriage where your man handles it all and you just blindly trust, right? Or maybe you're somewhere in between. I was always a working mom, had my first kid out at 21 years old. And while building my career, putting myself through school, I was the one that handled the money. I found entrepreneurship about 10 years ago and it was a beautiful thing because about two years in, I wound up surpassing my highest corporate income being able to be home with my kids full-time. And so it was a life-changing thing for me. However, I realized I became really good at making money, but honestly, I had bad money habits and I was not good at all about knowing what to do with the money I made. So I want to talk to you guys about smart spends and motherly confidence, mastering money moves for you and your family for a fearless financial future. And so um, over the last couple of years, I made a complete shift in the way I look at and manage money. Um, bottom line is money is a tool, right? It is a tool that you can use to create absolute freedom, absolute abundance, not just in your life, not just in your family's life, but in the lives of others as well. Um, I grew up with the idea that money was evil. And if you were wealthy, then you must worship money. And I've learned um, through my own experience in the last couple of years that actually I felt like, you know, if, if you're one of those, that's always worried about money always like stressed or robbing Peter to pay Paul or, um, you know, afraid on if, if you can use your debit card for the groceries this week. And, and that worries you and panics you. If you wake up in the middle of the night, like I did for literally a year, woke up every night stressing, like in a sweat about money, that is actually the worship of money. That is actually letting money control your mind, control your heart, control your emotions, right? And so when I gave that up and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to start looking at money differently and I'm going to start not worrying, not worshiping, not leaning on money as my joy. And, uh, I made a shift for me personally. It was God is my source. I'm going to depend on the Lord and he's going to provide, and I'm going to do what I can and, and expect him to do what I can't. Right. And so, um, I, I want you to have that freedom. And there's three things that I think are really important to focus on in order to have financial freedom, true freedom. And the first thing is a plan, right? You've got to have a plan on 
what to do with your money. All right. So what, what areas are you struggling with right now? Maybe you're typical. So I actually work in finance and I have clients. I sit down with clients and do personalized money roadmaps for every single one of my clients. And overwhelmingly what we see, probably about 90% of people are looking at their month as what can I afford payment wise? Right. And they're not looking at their net worth and they're not looking at they're creating passive income or residual income. It's here's my pay. Here's what I can afford each month. So this is how much debt based on payments, right? So middle-class we're focused on what can I afford each month instead of focusing on how do I create residual and passive income to pay for my lifestyle and live with not debt-free. Okay. I'm not necessarily a fan of being completely debt-free, but using debt in the right way. So leveraging debt. You don't want to have debt for consumer things. So first, like I said, is a plan. Second is a system. And I'm going to dig into the plan again, a plan, a system, and having positive cash flow. So let's talk about the plan real quick. You want to tell your money what to do. Do you want to save? Do you have something you're saving for? Are you, you know, planning for Christmas every year? A lot of times we just don't even know what's coming in versus what's going out. So it's getting a handle first on where you are today. A good, hard look. Sometimes we put our head in the sand. Do you ever feel that way? Like, mm, I'm just gonna, what? Or we just take it month by month. And there's no plan. There's no plan for retirement. It's, oh, maybe, you know, you or your spouse matches, puts in the 401k and you're like, mm, we'll hope it all works out, right? So I wanna encourage you to have a plan say, this is where I am today. This is truly where I am today. This is the debt. Look at your net worth. Okay. That means what are all your assets minus all your liabilities. And what is that number? And then say, where do I want to be, you know, come retirement years? What do I want life to look like? Do I want it to be easier than today or harder than today? Financially. I'm assuming most people want it easier. So what is the plan? What is your monthly expenses right now? What are your debts? How are you going to pay down those debts, right? Go online. You can download a spreadsheet for the debt snowball. Put your debts. There's a way to pay off your debts to be the most effective. And that is by paying, you know, putting all your, doing minimum payments on everything except what you're paying off and putting your extra payments towards that, right? How are you going to get out of debt? What are you saving for? And how are you going to save for it? And we'll talk more about that when we talk about the system. And what do you want retirement to look like? And how are you going to get there? All right. So the plan might be a little overwhelming. That's the hardest part is going, where are we today? And where do we want to be? And what are we going to do to get there? And so I would encourage you to find a financial professional. You know, that's what I do all the time is sit down and go, here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. How do we get there? Right. So find a financial professional, get a plan in place and plan for worst case scenarios as well. All right. So number two is you want to get a system. And so the system, this is like what I love. I think this is, this can be a game changer for you guys right now. So if you're the one handling the money in your house, creating a system where you don't have to think about, do, do you guys like budgets? I'm assuming probably not, right? The word budget, it's like, Arr. so we talk about a spending plan, but even beyond a spending plan is if you can direct your money from the moment comes in to automate, right? then you can clearly see 
what you can spend and what you can't and make it super simple. Okay. So here is a little tip for you. And this is what I do. When money comes into my account, I automatically separate it. So if you get paid twice a month, once a month, whatever it is, um, or maybe you're an entrepreneur and you get hits of money all the time, right? So I have my business and then I have my personal. But with every dollar that comes in the door, whether it's automatically happening or whether I'm directing it manually, doesn't matter. Um, when money comes in the door, comes into my bank account, it all gets deposited into one bank account. So I have one for my business. Everything gets deposited in there and then it gets split up. When I pay myself, it all gets deposited into one bank account and then it gets split up. So split up. So have, here's your receiver account where your money comes in. Okay. And then create another bank account that is for your bills, all just your bills. So what are those, your electric bill, your cable bill, your internet bill, your phone bill, your car payment, your insurance, whatever those are, your bills that are being paid at the same time every month, right? You put all of that. So you pay yourself into that account. If you know my bills total 3,500 a month or 5,500 a month, then you funnel that money based on when you get paid into that account and then set up automatic payments. So you don't even have to think about it. You know, all my bills are getting paid 3,500 a month. You know, maybe you divide that up and it's, you know, let's call it, you know, 17. So it would be 750 a paycheck if you get paid twice, twice a month. It goes in there, you schedule your bills. They're automatic always. You know, some people will put some of those on a credit card. If you're disciplined to paying your credit card off every month, go ahead and do that. But you know that money that goes in that account, it's going to pay off the credit card. But automate that, okay? And this account is just for those bills. And you know how much is coming out, all right? And then you have uh, your savings, right? You want to pay yourself first. So you're going to have two types of savings. You're going to have your emergency fund. You want to have three to six months of expenses in your emergency fund. All right. I recommend three months of expenses. Um, start with $1,000, but get to three months of expenses. And then what are you going to put for your long-term growth wealth savings? You want to pay yourself. All right. A lot of times in middle America, what we do is we pay everybody first pay ourselves what's left over. And guess what? There's never anything less left over. So decide, say, even if you start with 1%, start somewhere, even if it's 1%, put it away and start saving for wealth. Okay. Because it's not about how much money you make. It is about how much you keep and grow. All right. So I don't care if you make 30,000 a year or 300,000 a year or 3 million a year. I have seen people broke at every different level. It's about how much you keep. It's about how much you save, how much you invest, how much you grow, all right? So here's what I make. Here's the amount going to bills. Here's the amount going to my savings, all right, to grow my wealth. And here's the amount going in to build my emergency fund. And guess what? When that emergency fund's at the three, six months, you get to save more for your wealth, right? And then you have one more account. So you have a checking, a receiver checking, a pay your bill checking, two savings, right? And then one more account that is your spending account. So everything left over after you have your bills, after you pay yourself, after you put your emergency fund away, everything left over, okay? Now, if you have debt, you wanna put a certain amount towards debt too, but everything left over, you put in that other account, that spending account, okay? How much do you need for groceries? How much do you need 
for gas. So your flexible budget accounts, you're going to spend out of there. All right. And some people want to take it even a step further and go, I know I need a thousand dollars a month for grocery and gas. So I'm going to put that in its own account, or maybe you put that on a, a different, you know, a credit card or you preload a visa card or whatever, but then, you know, whatever's left over, I get to spend that money. You don't have to budget. You can just spend that money that's left over. If it's in the account, you get to use it. Oh. But set up those separate savings accounts. If you want a vacation every year, if you know you take a vacation every year or for Christmas every year, put those in separate savings accounts. So I'm going to tell you, for me, I use Capital One online. They let you set up multiple checking and savings accounts um, at, with no minimum, no minimum amount of money in there and no fees. So find a bank that is going to allow you to do that. All right. So that's, you're creating a system where it just happens. All right. And then the last thing, and I'm wrapping this up. The last thing is make sure you focus, you have a plan, you have a system. Now you want to increase your positive cash flow. All right. So it's all a formula. How much is coming in? How much is going out? How do you decrease the expenses? Right. So you have more that you can invest, more that you can save, more that you can grow. But listen, you can only decrease your expenses so much, right? I used to be super bougie, y'all. I paid $250 for my hair every six weeks. I got my nails done every three weeks, spent $55 on that. I got a pedicure every six weeks, spent, you know, $50 on that, got my lashes done every other week, $75 on that. I was like, you know what? I want to stack cash. I see the power. I'm going to teach you one more thing before I go, a rule that you can use, but I see the power of compound interest. And it's not just about how much this I can grow, but what I'm spending today, what could that be if I saved it instead, if I invested it instead, right? So to me, I'm like, now I spend 30 bucks a month on my lashes. Flutter habit, thank you. And then I don't do my nails unless I do the press on because I'm going somewhere fancy and I do my own pedicures, right? And I found a girl that can do my hair cheaper and now I do balayage and it, I can go months without doing it. So you can, but here's the thing, you can only cut so much, right? You can only cut so much. So what's your other option is to increase your income, okay? There are so many ways to do that. So many ways to increase your income, all right? And, you know, I've done that primarily through network marketing. I, I found a business that I love. I share products that I love on social media. I build an audience on social media and I share and people buy and there's different types of income, right? We have active income means I'm trading time for money. If you go to a job and you get paid, you're literally saying, here's my time and my energy and my effort. And now you give me money for that based on the hours. And then there's leveraged income. All right. Leveraged income is when you say, so think of a sales manager at a, at a, for a business, they have a sales team and they're making money based off of the activity of the sales team. So that's when you have a sales force. So in network marketing, I love it because we bring people in, help them learn how to make money online. And then we get a portion of that. And so there's a quote out there and it's debatable about who's the original person that said it, but, um, I've heard Henry Ford, I've heard of Vanderbilt. I don't, I don't know who originally said it, but I'd rather have 1% of a hundred man's efforts than a hundred percent of my own. Okay. So I'd rather make a small percentage off of a sales force of each person in a sales force than I would off of 
all of my time. So that's leveraged income, all right? And then the last piece uh, is residual income, right? So residual income means I do the thing once, I create the sale once, and I get paid over and over and over for it. So when you have a company, you know, that you sell a product, you know, I sell collagen. I have people that have bought collagen from me for five years, right? Because they love it. They know it works and they buy it every single month. I made that sale one time and now I get paid for it because they buy it on auto ship every single month, right? So that is residual income. And there's not many ways to create residual income. There's a lot more today than there used to be. It used to be, you have to hit it hit song on the radio and you get paid for it over and over, right? But now there's other ways to do that. And network marketing is a great way to do it. So for more information on this, click on the, the momentum uh, page, our mamas with mothers with momentum and go to the money section of that and learn more about how you can create leveraged and residual income with us. You guys, it's a game changer. Again, you can only decrease those expenses so much at some point you have to increase your income. And you can do that from the comfort of your home with amazing other moms around you. And so again, have a plan, have a system and increase that cash flow. Let me know if you have any questions in the comments. Look forward to hearing from you. That wraps up another empowering episode of Mothers Making Momentum. Remember, every step you take, big or small, brings you closer to those million more moments and a million dollar mindset. If you found value in today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with another amazing mother in your life. To continue this journey with us and to access more resources, visit our website at mothersmakingmomentum.com. Thank you for being a part of our community and we'll catch you in the next episode.